Ah, uh, she must have been three, four years ago now. I remember fleeing my hometown to the city. And I cried like nonstop for like the first 250 miles. I just cried and cried and cried. And when I, I don't know, I just stopped. I guess I cried out everything I had to cry out. At least for the moment. It's funny how, uh, that's not important. Anyway, I'm in the city for no more than, I don't know, three weeks. Week one, I'm living out of my car. I get a job. I get hired by James to work at the gym. I think, oh, maybe I'll have this job for a couple of months, collect a couple of paychecks, move on to something else. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and all these years later, here I am. I meet Kyle, who is the reason why I wasn't homeless for more than a couple weeks. I move in with him. And eventually, I decided out here in this island of a city that I'm in, maybe I'll start to experiment. And I begin going on dating apps, hookup apps, and looking for guys. And I remember meeting this one guy. What should I call him? I was going to say, let's call him Adam for the first man. Yeah, we'll call him Adam. But technically, he wasn't the first man. Um, and I remember the sirens in my head. So I started talking to him on um, a dating app. And things were going really well. He was so funny and charming. And he actually held a conversation, which was rare. And I really liked it. And I thought, you know, <laughs> after a couple weeks of us chatting regularly, I started having feelings for this person who I had never met before. Um, silly me. And I remember getting up early one morning. There's a hiking spot not too far from where I stayed. Um, and he said that, you know, guys, go up there sometimes to meet, if you know what I mean. And I was really nervous. I had never met anybody on an app before. I thought, oh, gosh, what if I get chopped up into a bunch of pieces and thrown out into the forest? Um, the forest, into the hills. Um, anyway. I decide to go and I drive up to this secluded spot littered with trash yet still far away enough from the city and I'm just sitting in my car feeling like an alien, a stranger in a strange land, in a strange vehicle and I remember getting a text from him that said, just here is all it said. And in that moment, I thought, turn around and go home. Let's get out of here. But I hate to disappoint. So I text back, OMW. And I was on my way. I mean, it was so early in the morning. The sun was just barely coming up and 
visibility was not that great. The bushes were high. I could hear the creatures and I was just freaked out. Every fiber of my being was saying, get the fuck out. But I kept marching down the path as I was instructed. And then finally I heard a voice behind me say, you're cuter than your picture. And I turned around expecting an attack. Um, and it wasn't an attack. It was Adam. And he was much cuter than his picture as well, too. He was older, maybe, maybe 45, maybe. He had salt and pepper hair, a salt and pepper beard, but he was so, I say but, and he was so incredibly attractive, million dollar smile, well built, just a man's man's man. I knew he worked some sort of corporate professional job. We had talked about his work, everything about him to me. <laughs> as I'm, as, as I'm, you know, retelling this, I was going to say everything about him to me was very attractive. But I think really what it was is everything about him was stable. He represented stability to me. He leans in and he kisses me quick. You know, if I, to avoid it, I would have had to have like really backed up from him. Like he was all over me. And I wasn't mad. I just wasn't, it was, okay, so like his kiss was great. And then he started moving down my neck and it was just like intense. And the way his like, the bristles on his face was tickling my neck. It was, I was so, I was getting turned on. And my little head was saying yes, but my big head, my concerned about STDs head was saying, let's, let's, let's put the brakes on this. And I stopped him and I said, I thought we were just here to talk. And he was like, that's until I saw how cute you were. And he keeps going. And I'm starting to get hard. I can tell that he's hard in his pants. And He's grabbing on my dick. I wasn't wearing underwear. And he's like, oh my God. And he pulls my pants down. And I'm like looking around like we're out in public. And he just drops to his knees and he's like, oh, wow. And he starts to suck me. And I stop him. And I say, dude, I really wasn't coming here for this. And he got pissed he got so mad he was like dude how do you have how do you how he he literally like was blaming me for the fact that he was turned on and i didn't want to go any further like like i'm responsible for what's going on in between his legs and i felt guilty and so i let him keep going I let him keep going and I just focused my mind on getting hard and I got hard and he pulls his pants down and he spreads his ass open. He had a condom 
and he rolls it on me. And he was just like, take me. And up against, you know, a rock face, I, I fucked him. He jerked himself off and he started coming in. I came. And it was the most meaningless, one of the most meaningless things that I've ever done. Not even just sexually. It was just so empty. And he was satisfied. He turned back around to face me and he kissed me again. And I just was looking down. And he's reading the look on my face and he goes, What's the matter? Wasn't it good? And I was like, Yeah. He's like, You came, right? And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> and he just looked at me. He's like, Oh, I get it. You're one of those new to the city, coming out here, trying to find true love. And like, he just goes on to like, explain my entire situation. I'm like, dude, it pierced me, honestly. And he said something to me that I will never forget. He said, you came out here to find your Prince Charming. But take it from somebody who's had experience. Prince Charming is a married man with kids, a wife, and a mortgage. It was then that my eyes looked down and saw the wedding ring on his hand, and I was just floored. <laughs> I was floored. Like I had the audacity to be shocked, but I was shocked. And he said, Take it from me, kid. Uh, he called me kid. So take it from me, kid. This is as good as it gets. He takes in a deep breath of the morning air. And he's like, enjoy it. His words tattooed themselves, not literally, but, you know, figuratively, tattooed themselves on my skin. I've been trying to erase that tattoo faded as it might be I've been trying to erase that tattoo with the semen of countless guys ever since it scared me so fast forward to present day I got up the next morning um, we had passed out pretty early and I wound up getting up pretty early Amir sleeps like a rock, so I didn't want to wake him up. Um, I didn't feel like really laying there forever. So I ended up going downstairs to work out. And I work out in um, the hotel has a gym downstairs. And I go down there and I do a little workout. Um, and I'm thinking about coming back up to the room to shower, but I still don't want to, like, disturb him. So I just decide to walk around town for a little bit. And as I'm walking around, I come by the store. That oddly enough is open so early in the morning. And I see a kite. And I remember what Amir said about how much he loved to fly kites when he was a kid. I thought, you know, we'll probably get up and see the city a little bit. We haven't got a chance to do that yet. I'd love to surprise him. So I buy the kite. 
and I head back to my room, our room. As I get back to the room, I can see a mirror starting to stir a little bit. So I hop in the shower really quickly. I don't want to be, I don't want to greet him with sweat in the morning. <laughs> um, so I hop in the shower first. And as I get out, he's just starting to wake up. And I crawl over to him and I give him a kiss. And he's still kind of like half sleep. I make my way underneath the covers to, you know, properly give him the morning greeting. Um, 20 minutes later, he's wide awake. He's wide awake and quite happy. We lounge around for a little bit. He watches the news and I'm kind of like packing my stuff up a little bit because I know we're not going to be staying in the hotel much longer. He actually suggests that we fly home. And so he books us a flight um, so that we can get back home. It's like not even an hour flight, barely an hour flight back. So we can spend the whole day in the city and still make it, you know, back in time so that I can go to work the next morning. Uh, I mean, let me not complain. I'm not complaining. Like, I, I, I like my job. It's just being with a mirror sometimes feels like I'm in another reality, you know? And sometimes I want to stay there as long as I possibly can. Um, but at last, you know, back to the real world. Um, and we're just, you know, lounging around doing normal stuff. He seems totally wrapped up in his program. And the commercial comes on. He meets the TV. And he's hesitant. And he looks over at me and he says, I love you. I look back at him. And I say, I love you too, Amir. And he's like, no, like, I really, I'm in love with you. I don't really know what to, what he's getting at. I tell him, I love you too. He's like, how much? And I just kind of shrug. And he's like, enough to marry me? You know, I had never really thought about it. I hadn't thought about. Over the past couple years, I just never couple years all my life like I always knew I was different and I always just kind of imagined that it wouldn't happen and eventually I kind of gave up on that lifestyle I just felt like I was always supposed to be so different but the thought of it now the possibility I'm more scared than anything else at the idea of marriage But if anybody can help me face that fear, it's definitely Amir. We've become more than, more than just a couple, I feel like. Especially with like last night and everything, like we're like a team. And I like that. I've always felt like the greatest marriages were the marriages that last. Like they're not just like, I love you. I love you. I love you. Sometimes they're, you know, a working relationship, a working team. And we have that. But I'm afraid. 
and I tell him exactly how I feel. And I tell him also, absolutely, I would marry you because I feel that brave. I'm a little uneasy with all of this, honestly. I can tell something is, something's on his mind and he's not saying, he's not really saying what it is. I know Amir. We walk through the city and he holds me extra close. Kind of like last night. It was similar to last night, but right now it just felt more, more like, last night was like holding me close like I want you. This morning it's like holding me close like I need you. I have my bag on me and it's my gym bag, which I carry a bunch of stuff in. Um, It's funny about gym bags. It's like, I can go a lot of places with my gym bag, not into places, but like walk around a lot of places outdoors away from retail stuff. Um, and nobody like thinks it's weird. So I carry my gym bag with me and Amir's so used to seeing it on me that he doesn't even question it. We finally make our way to this beach and it looks out over the Golden Gate and we're standing around. And I say, hang on just a moment, I have a surprise for you. And it takes me a little longer to get it out of the bag than I thought because I've got some of the cord tangled up. And I take it out. I tell him to close his eyes and I put the string in his hand and the little like spool thing in his hand and I slowly let it go. And I say, open your eyes. And a gust of wind comes up and pulls the kite into the air as Amir opens his eyes. And it's like, not even trying, it's just soaring in the air. And Amir is stunned at first. He looks up at the kite. He looks at me. He looks back up. And then, and then, and then he just starts to laugh. Like, it was so sweet and beautiful how he just transformed into like this just it was like it was like I was seeing him as he was as he's supposed to be just so pure and so kind and it was like he was a kid again and he runs down the beach and he's flying this thing through the air and I'm just watching I'm running to try to keep up with him and he just goes at it for a solid, a solid while. Finally, he slows down and he stops. His smile is gone and he just kind of falls to his knees. I walk up to him and I'm like, what's wrong? And he grabs me by the waist and he pulls me in. And he just starts sobbing. And finally, I'm just like, Amir, something's going on. I can tell. And he looks up at me. Oh, my God. I can see the fear in his eyes. He's coming, he said. I brush his tears back. Who's coming? And he's just shaking his head. 
my father. I remember stories about Amir's dad. I remember all of like the really crazy things that Amir would tell me that his father would do to him. And one of them was around flying kites. I wonder how long Amir knew he was coming. Amir looks up at me and he says, no matter what happens, listen to me. And he looks at me intently, so intently, it's scary. Know that I love you. And I will do everything in my power to protect you. What the hell? What was he talking about? I said, Amir, are you saying that I'm in danger? I fully expected him to say no or to laugh and say, no, that's not what I mean. But he didn't. He just looked at me with a hollow look and sort of shook his head. And he started walking and I followed him. I said, tell me what's going on. And he told me, he said, when I left, when I fled my family, it wasn't just so that I could be gay. I, there was an expectation that I was gonna marry a girl from a very powerful family like mine. And I couldn't do it. I knew the girl. She didn't want the marriage either. And instead of making everybody miserable, at least the two of us, for the sake of our families, I left. I came to the United States and I never looked back. Well, what does he want you to do? Go back and marry the girl? And he said, no, 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 no. He's not that rational. He doesn't like that I've built this life here for myself, separate from his money. He would control all of it if he could. It's not about what I did. It's about who I am. I know this, and that's why he's coming. I got an email from my brother this morning. He'll be in the States at any minute. I said, do you know, does he know where you live? And Amir just laughs. He's like, he knows everything. He probably knows about you. I say, well, maybe it's not as bad as you think. Maybe he just wants to get to know you again. Amir laughs like I'm an idiot. He just shakes his head. He looks out over the bridge and he's just like, for everything I've done, for everything I've built. And then he just starts screaming, shouting up to the bridge as if the bridge is going to answer him back. I, never, I had never seen him hysterical like this before. He was enraged. Veins were popping out of his forehead. He was turning flesh and screaming. 
I didn't know what to do. So I just waited. When he calmed down, I walked over to him. I put my hand around him. I said, maybe we could just get away. And he looks at me. And I say, we could leave. Go somewhere where nobody knows us. We could even get married. Amir laughs as if I'm as if I'm talking crazy. And I say I'm serious. And get away. I'll protect you. I won't let anything happen to you. Amir takes the kite from my hand and he just looks at it. There's a moment where I feel like he's got to say yes. Finally, Amir's face hardens and he says no. I'm not going to run anymore. He hands the kite back over to me and he begins walking. We didn't hardly speak for the rest of the trip. We went to the airport, got on a plane and flew home. Amir was somewhere else. He was focused, like I'd seen him do, preparing for um, business meetings. He would just kind of shut down. I mean, he would respond to me, but I could tell he wasn't there into it. When, so we land and Amir's driver picks him up, picks us up from the airport back home. And we're driving out to his place. And right as we turn on, there's, it's like off the main road up in the hills and like about a good hundred yards before we get to his place. It's just lined with these black SUVs. And I feel Amir's body temperature drop. He doesn't say anything, but I can feel it. And we pull up to the house. And Amir stops us on the street so that we can't drive into his, like, gate. He tells the driver to stop, and he gets out. And he gives me a kiss. Walks over to the driver and says, nobody approaches the vehicle. Do you understand me? Do not let anybody approach this vehicle. I will be back. The driver nods. Amir looks at me and he says, I will be back. And he goes in. And I'm just sitting there outside of his place, just looking around like, I don't know. He's got to be in there for an hour. And he comes back out. And he comes to my side of the window and opens my door. Physically, he's different. I can see it. 
His face doesn't look like his face. His body is moving like, I know my Amir, and this is not him. He's changed. He takes me by the hand and he says, walk with me. My eyes are fixed on him. I'm watching him. I, I think I know what's coming. And we go about 50 feet down the road. He says, I told you that I will protect you. I will always look out for you. I will do everything that I can. I say, Mirror, what is going on? And he smiles at me and he says, I have to leave you. I'm going back to my country. I have to fix things and make things right. And I'm hearing his words, but they're not settling on me. And I say, when are you coming back? And then I see my, my Amir's face break through. He says, I don't know if I'm coming back. But I have to do this. Please understand me. I have to. And I'm like, Amir, what, what is this? And he's like, I want you to forget all about me and live. And he turns and he walks away and I call out to him and he flashes back on me. And he's like, do you understand what the fuck I'm telling you to do? Get the fuck away from me and forget all about me. And I see the Give me a second, please. He's enraged. But I can, I know him and I can see him. He's almost begging me. In a whisper, he just says, please. You have to go. I love you. And I have nothing to say. I just, I just look at him. It all happened so fast. And I turn and I walk away, but something in me says, turn back. And I turn back and he's watching me. And I say, I love you too, Amir. <laughs>